Are you looking to get behind the scenes coverage of the world of basketball? If so, we got you covered. Matt Thomas and Justin Goodrum host the Hoopsology podcast with the goal of bringing you, the listener, the best coverage of not only the NBA, but also basketball culture. We have interviews from all across the industry. Our interviews feature basketball authors, directors, top journalists, and important figures from the game. Catch our podcast two times a week, which will include interviews and analysis with the hottest topics in the NBA and beyond. And make sure you follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Horwoodell, joined by Greg Crone, a very sick Greg Crone. <laughs> Gregory, how are you? I've been better. I'm battling, battling through a Chris long weekend in the cold, uh, tired, not enough sleep, but we're, we're here. We're ready to go. Um, and, it, you know, there, there's a lot going on in the world of, uh, of sports. Oh, my goodness. There is an unbelievable amount of stuff going on. Um, I do far too much, far too much. Yes. Going on currently, as a matter of fact, yes, there is literally a, just in, in terms of Philadelphia sports, there is what a Flyers game, a Sixers game and in, uh, and a Phillies playoff game going on right now. Absolutely. I mean, to be fair, the Flyers game is completely irrelevant despite the fact that they've started the season two and oh, it's, I mean, it's false hope, uh, Mm -hmm. in reality, but. Yes, the Phillies, the Phillies playoffs and the Sixers uh, opening it's an opening tip off for the NBA. Well, we'll potentially dig into some of the Philadelphia stuff after, but I want to start. I have, as always, BavadaSportsbook.com open in front of me. I want to start with week seven. Week seven in the NFL. How? How? I don't understand this. Like I'm looking at this, and it doesn't make sense to me, Greg. How is it week seven? I don't know, man. It's flying. It, it really is. Like you just look up and all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're we're almost halfway. <laughs> Sorry. We're almost halfway through the season. It's not good. Yeah. Greg thinks he might have COVID. Uh, yeah. there's there, it, It's a possibility, but we'll see. Got the, got the vid. Well, staying negative. Staying negative. Could just be the regular flu, which I'd much rather entertain. But, you know, um, you got to grind through it, Chris, for the love of the, the podcast game. Got to grind through it. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, Mario and I were were pretty sick on the NFL show. So, you know, it's that time of year, too. It's getting colder. Everybody's getting sick. It is what it is. I have, I have snow in the forecast Ugh. tonight. That's terrifying. I mean, I mean, it's like wintery mix, less less than an inch of the snow stuff. But still, it, it's weird to uh, see that switch. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like every every day now is in the mid fifties. Uh, yeah, it's going back up to sixties, seventies, uh, just touching the seventies next week, early next week. But overall, it's it's just cold. I, this morning, it was like, uh, do we have to start preheating the car before we bring the kids out to go to school? Like, is that a thing? Are we well, back to that? You got to get the uh, you got to get the remote. I know, I know. That's 
that's one of those things that we thought about doing when we bought our last car and we're actively kind of half-heartedly searching for a, a newer car, a, a larger car. Well, you can um, do that after the facts. Yes, you can. Um, but I'd rather invest in that in a newer car versus doing it to the current car that we have if we're just going to get a new one and use that as our primary family driving vehicle. Can I tell you, I had no idea. They never even explained to me that I have an auto start function on my key fob for my really? Jeep. Nobody ever told me. But we were like messing around with it one day. I was just like, I was being a jerk, putting like, you know, setting the alarm, turning it off, blah, blah, blah. Just screwing around. And then the car started. I mean, that I feel like that's something they should they should advise you. Yeah, for real. Also, I don't like the idea of key fobs in general, for the record. I'm not going to name names, but one of the people in this household who isn't me tends to drive the Jeep and then doesn't have pockets. So she tends to leave the key fob in the driver's side uh, little compartment and then forgets about it when she gets home. So I go somewhere. And again, we're not saying who is who here, but I go somewhere, don't know it's there. And, uh, you know, basically just leave my car. It's, it's, it's tantamount to leaving your car on and running. Yeah, it's not good. It's definitely uh, a safety feature that, uh, you know, isn't great. <laughs> yeah, I'd prefer my car not be stolen well, that's, if it was all the same. My dad never could figure out uh, push to start when I first got my car. We drove to huh. Oregon when I moved there. First place we stopped, we stopped at like a CVS or something to, to oh grab, my God. To grab tell, something. Greg, tell me that he's the guy who pulled out like the little key in the fob to use the key. No, he instead just left the car running while we went to oh, the store God, for that's 45 weird. minutes. Yeah. Uh, left the car just on. And they just, I was like, what are you doing? We got back in the car and it was on. And I was like, buddy, what, what you got to turn it off. Like it was just crazy. Just pure craziness. Oh, that's not good. That's not. <laughs> no, no it wasn't. Luckily, the car was still there when we came out. So, well, lesson learned, uh, Stephen. <laughs> lesson learned. Exactly. I I can't get over this though. It, it doesn't feel right to me that we're we are going into week seven in the NFL. Like hey, I, I I'm I know I'm harping on this, but no. it just it feels like I I did I was I asleep for multiple weeks. It's it's crazy. It's crazy how quickly it's gone, and like we're in the bye weeks. Like, right? I I you're, just you're buys last week. I can't wrap my head around it. Um, I just football goes by too quickly, and like I know eighteen games is is something that's coming, and I'll I'll gladly welcome it. But yeah. I just I, I get terrified uh, when we get this. We're we're already like I said, almost halfway there, and football's too much fun. Sundays are too much fun to for it to be almost over. Yeah, last week after the after the Saints lost, I sent out the text about how the Eagles could conceivably have the number one pick in the draft if uh, certain scenarios played out. Did not even occur to me that there were bye. <laughs> it's like it's week five. Yeah. <laughs> like football just started. It did not occur to me. And literally three of the four teams I needed to win had bye. <laughs> well, hey. Nothing you could do about it. Still not bad to have the number five pick in the draft and be the last undefeated team in football. No, that that usually that seems like a good thing. I don't know. 
I like the idea of putting like a a Will Anderson Jr. on this uh, this Eagles defense. I think. Oh, uh, I'd that, hate that. That could be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so That'd be super like, disappointing. Hey, do you want a better Micah Parsons without character concerns? Oh man, what a what a shame that would be. Yeah, that would be rough. I, I would really, really hate that. Don't <laughs> putting that out there in the world that I don't want it to happen, Greg. Well, I don't blame you. Yeah, you don't want to jinx it, so you might as well. Let's get into picks for this week. Um man, I don't know. I don't know why we decided that we can only flex games late in the season because it really feels like some of these games should have been flexed. Basically, every primetime game we have is garbage. Oh, almost all of them. <laughs> and that is going that trend is going to probably continue this week. Thursday night football, the uh, New Orleans Saints, the aforementioned Saints, head to Arizona to take on Robbie Anderson and those Arizona Cardinals. Also, another receiver is going to be playing for the Cardinals this week. Uh, Bavada's got the Cardinals minus one at home. I don't, dude, Thursday night football has been so miserable. Monday night football has been so miserable. I'm hopeful that this matchup, at least the Cardinals are back at like full strength. I know they lost Marquise Brown, but you at least get Hopkins back from his suspension. Who knows what he's going to look like, obviously coming, coming off of not playing for the first six weeks of the season, but, and they thought Hollywood was out for the season. It's only going to be like uh, six or seven weeks. Yeah. Which they locked out for sure. I just, I'm just hopeful that we see some legitimate offense, but the saints are like a baffle. Like the the team somehow runs still through Taysom Hill. Like I don't get it. (laughs) Um, They have no receivers. He gets in the end zone. That's true. Olave should be back. Maybe Mike, uh, no, Mike Thomas and Jarvis Landry, I, I think I saw today, are unlikely to play on Thursday for of, a short of week. Of course. Why did, I, why did I even assume that that was the case? But Olave um, will be in the lineup. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm hopeful. I, I can't take any more just all-field goal games. Last night's game, the, the Broncos-Chargers was absolutely brutal to watch. I, I didn't feel good to begin with, but I forced myself because it's the NFL and it's already week seven. And yeah. every game matters uh, in terms it's of week watching six it. last night, but I know what you're saying. Sure. Yes, exactly. Um, and I just, I, I watched every second of it and one touchdown over the course of the entire game was just pure, pure unadulterated misery. So yeah, uh, Russell Wilson just... was kind of good in the first half. And then he was like, Oh, right. I suck now. Yeah. And, it, and was just abysmal in the second half. I don't know if it's the offense. I don't know if he just stinks now. Like it's, I don't know if it's a combination of the two, like yeah. it's just it's not good. I, I I don't know, man. I don't know what that team does, and he might be hurt now, so that's even worse. Um, I think uh, I I just I kind of got to chalk up a bad 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 season for the Broncos. But we'll get thir- to them. Yeah, Thursday night. I think I think it's the Cardinals, man. I think it is. I think the Hopkins addition. I think you know I, whatever Robbie Anderson is what he is, but I think adding Hopkins back changes the dynamic of that offense. Uh, and it gives Kyler a sure, legitimate receiver out there. Uh, so I, I like the Cardinals. Yeah, let's keep seeing that that Eagles slash Saints pick higher and higher and higher in the draft. Yes, sir. I'd hate for it to be number one, Greg. Oh, I'd be so it. disappointed. Hate for that. I mean, that's a disappointing season when you're picking number one. You know, things went badly. <laughs> Poorly. The, and And speaking of a team that's going to be giving away a very high draft pick this year, the Cleveland Browns head to Baltimore to take on Deshaun Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Bavada has the Ravens minus seven at home. I think the Ravens stink. I, I don't <laughs> know. I can't. 
Like I can't put my finger on it. They're just they seem bad. They can't hold leads. Like at Did all. you not hear that they signed Deshaun Jackson? Oh, I, I heard. I heard nothing. Nothing screams we're in the right spot like signing a thirty-five-year-old receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, they they just this uh, building a lead and then maintaining it should be their bread and butter. Running the ball, power running, they just don't have it. I don't know what like it's just it's it's not that typical Ravens Ravens offense that we're used to. Lamar's been fine. He's had a couple you know bad moments, but. When like the push comes to shove, the team just can't come through. But the Browns, I mean, they're they're no better. I mean, they got absolutely whopped by the uh, uh, by the Patriots. Yeah, and Brissett hasn't looked good. They like forgot that they can still run the ball, even though they were only down like a touchdown, not even a touchdown at halftime. Um, and just said like we're not going to use our strength in the second half. So like that that's not a good plan. I don't know what that is. Hey, credit um, to Jacoby Brissett, though. He heard all those people complaining about how he gives the uh, game away at the end, and he's like, you know what? Opening drive, I'm throwing a pick this week. It's perfect. That's exactly what you ask for. Um, I do think because it's a division game, it will be closer. Um, but I, 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 it's, it, I, I still think, I still think the Ravens can win and cover. Like, it's going to be a tighter game, and maybe it's a last you know, a late game touchdown that seals it, seals the cover for the Ravens. I'm very concerned about the fact that Lamar Jackson is on pace for like 1,250 yards rushing. For him? Yeah, for him, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just too much. It's too much for a quarterback. You can't go out there and take all that punishment. Yeah, he's looks like he's on pace to run the ball about 175 times this year, and that seems, is uh, seems like a bad idea. Too many. Only 3,600 yards uh, passing right now projected, but it, 37 touchdowns, so nothing wrong with that. Um, the Indianapolis Colts head to Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans, and Bavada has those Titans minus two and a half. At I, the Colts are all of a sudden back. Like they lose every running back that that was on the roster, and yeah. then somehow they're just like okay. Matt Ryan had like fifty five or sixty attempts and forty two completions. Um, it doesn't make any sense, like at all. Uh, and the Titans are coming off a bye week where a, before that they seemed like they kind of regrouped, right? They against they, terrible teams. Yeah, but you can only play who's in front of you, and that That's that can true. be. That can be kind of that get right situation. It is that interdivision game, which I, I, I think is tough. I, I got to see what, what the Titans can come out with and do, considering from a receiver standpoint, they're essentially non existent. Can they get Derrick Henry started against that Colts team? Matt Ryan just ran the throw the ball to Michael Pittman every time play on offense, which is fine. And it worked. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm very interested to see, to see how this one plays out. But I kind of like the Titans at home. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers. And Bavada has the Panthers' biggest line of the week, plus 11 at home. Boy, if the Panthers weren't like one of the worst teams in the NFL and in the midst of like a fire sale, uh, I'd argue that they have a shot here. But the like the, the Bucs are just like, I don't know how you lose that game to Pittsburgh. Like, I just don't. I don't know how you knock me out of uh, – my survival pool, like I don't know how that happens. I think Matt said the, the same thing earlier today. Yeah, it, it's crazy 
you can't lose to Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky after they lost by 7,000 to Buffalo the week before. I, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know if it's Brady just being old now. Like, has it finally hit? Um, the, the receivers aren't making plays. Like, every play on offense goes to Russell Gage for some reason. <laughs> well, I, all the other receivers are hurt. I, I guess. I guess. Mike Evans, isn't he still there? Yeah, uh, but he's banged up. Yeah, it's... It's a tough one to call. Like, 11 feels like it's too much. And I don't know who's starting for the Panthers at QB because P.J. Walker got hurt. Um, is Baker back? Like, who who knows? Um, they, they, they're, they're suspending and then trading their own players as well. So, like, that can't be well, good. Robbie Anderson, you know, it's a scumbag. So. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's it's just not a great situation in Carolina. I I... I I hate to take the Bucks because that number's so big and they've looked so bad, but I think this is a spot where they can actually they can actually do it. I'm trying to figure this out, and I am not sure who is going to be starting at quarterback for the Panthers. This it is not clear. I don't think Baker's back yet. I don't think he is either. Uh, Carolina Panthers quarterback. Everybody just wants to tell me that Baker was named the uh, starting quarterback in. I mean, in, in who's, August. who's the guy that came in? That that game was on red zone so little that I just like I have no idea. Uh, Darnold Macra. Everybody's hurt on the depth chart that's listed. Uh, let's see quarterback situation after Baker Mayfield, PJ Walker injuries. I mean. Robbie Anderson, Jacob Eason finished the game. The Georgia product. Well, that uh, I don't. I don't think that's going to do them any favors uh, in this one. Eason was elevated from the practice squad on Saturday and took first team reps. Oh my oh god. god, that's not ideal. Uh, worse. Baker didn't practice. Blah, blah, blah. Worked out. Encouraging signs. Walking boots Sunday. Yeah, I can't imagine it's going to be Mayfield yet. Darnold is uh, still on the injured reserve. But apparently could be cleared to practice on Wednesday. Uh, yeah. Which is tomorrow. I, I could just... I mean, this is almost perfectly set up for the Panthers to be able to start Matt Corral next year. Uh, uh, Matt- here's the thing. Here's the thing about that, Gregory. One of the things that, and I'm I'm very sorry to to Matt and to Matt Corral. One of the things we see in football, team comes in with a new head coach. That head coach wants his own quarterback. Oh, that's for sure. No, that it's, that's a hundred percent real. Especially when you're going to be as bad as the Panthers are, they're going to be in that. They're going to be in that CJ uh, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis conversation. So it's going to be Levis, by the way, and he will absolutely be a bust. Oh, a thousand percent, thousand percent. It's crazy that that dude's going to vault up to a top four pick. The uh, former Penn State Nittany Lion who couldn't beat out Sean Clifford. Don't even get me started on them. (laughs) They stink. The uh, Atlanta Falcons head to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Bavada has the Bengals plus uh, minus six. Sorry, sorry. It's crazy. Are the Falcons good? Like, is this a thing? I don't think so. Yeah, but uh, like they ju- they 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 somehow like manage to be in every game. They just they they win occasionally, which is crazy too. It doesn't make any sense. Um, they figured out that if we just run the ball and don't let Mariota make all the mistakes, like t- 
take the game out of his hands, we're fine. So like yeah, that's their, cool. Their move has been to give the ball as much as possible to the former wide receiver turned running back who is now thirty. Yeah. Hey, listen. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you gotta break out all the stops, Chris. That's how this works. Football um, is weird. It it certainly is. And then the Bengals, like all of a sudden, Jamar Chase has like arrived again. He 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 was able to get open and and score a long touchdown with Burrow. Uh, they got the Louisiana connection all of a sudden back, and uh, it, it was it, they were on. So I, I just, to me, I think that this is really kind of a season-defining game if you're the Bengals because it's a game you should win. You're at home. You're starting to get a little bit on a roll, mm-hmm. um, and if if you're going to be a serious contender, these are games you have to win and kind of not kind of dominate, but. To win emphatically, like where it's not a game that's up in the air towards the end, it, where it's like, all right, we've we went up ten early, and then we kind of stayed up ten for the rest of the game. Right. Um, I think that's what it has to be. I kind of like the Bengals to do that here, even though the Falcons have been a, a covering machine. The Detroit Lions head to Dallas to take on the four and two third place Dallas Cowboys. Bavada has the Cowboys minus seven at home. I mean, if you're getting Dak back, I think that it's going to be a huge upgrade. Obviously, Up to in Cooper the air Rush. right now, though, I think so. They that, kind of that, start. They kind of they kind of walked back. The Dak will be a starting quarterback. Talk a little bit today. I mean, Cooper Rush has he, he's had his moments against bad teams, and the, the Detroit Lions certainly qualify as a bad team. Greg, I was told Cooper Rush was the next Joe Montana. Well, I don't know who told you that because that seems the media told that me seems... that. <laughs> and Dallas Cowboys fans told me that. Jerry Jones said maybe Cooper Rush is going to be the starting quarterback. Maybe he's going to beat Dak. It's amazing how quickly they go from Cooper Rush is the second coming of Jesus at quarterback to, well, we only lost because you played our backup quarterback. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, it, it he I, I I love an owner that's like we would love a, a quarterback controversy like that'd be awesome. <laughs> what? Yeah, that'd be amazing. We just paid this guy eight hundred trillion dollars, but it would be super cool if the other guy might be better. It, like, I, I just don't understand what the thought process is that goes into saying something like that. It's it's Jerry Jones. I don't think there's a ton of thought process. I guess. I guess, man. But he looked absolutely pitiful against the Eagles. I mean, I know they had a couple second-half drives that looked good, but that first half showed you all you needed to know about Cooper Rush and his, his level and ability to play in big games. So um, the Lions, did they did they right the ship on the bye week? Has Dan Campbell found the secret sauce? Like, is that – can they do that? My guess is no. Uh, my no. guess is solidly no. You hope that maybe Amon Ross St. Brown is, you know, was banged up and is a little bit uh, better than what he had been experiencing, you know, with some of the injuries that he had prior to the bye. But yeah. who knows? Um, I, I, I think that even with Cooper Rush, though, the Cowboys can dominate this game. The Green Bay Packers said to Washington to take on Taylor Heineke and those Washington commanders. Bavada has the commanders plus five and a half at home. Speaking of big time stink, the Packers, PU, buddy. Yep. I mean, what? Ha- I mean, I guess never. They clearly in- missed Nathaniel Hackett. Well, yeah, it must be, it must be that. <laughs> or it's the fact that they just chose to never invest in any sort of position player, except for Aaron Jones, who they just don't use. Um, it's wild. 
wild to me. I mean, you can only get by for so long with, you know, Hall of Fame level quarterback play. If you're not bringing in any sort of weaponry uh, in terms of outside receivers, inside receivers, really any kind of receivers, um, there's only so far you can go. And their defense has just been putrid. Yeah. Like, awful. It's special teams is still bad, even go, like uh, coming in from last year. Like everything that can go wrong has gone wrong so far for them. Um, and it, to be fair, like we are only, I, I know we've said, oh, it's week seven, it's week seven. We are only six weeks in. So they do have the ability to write the ship, but they have to do it fast. I did see that there was rumors that they're in the trade market. Um, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers, uh, I believe he started those rumors. <laughs> Uh, he 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 said something like, "If there's a trade to be made, I expect them to pursue it." Well, hey, I mean, he's he's not wrong. Uh, like anything would help at this point. Maybe they should have signed Deshaun Jackson. Like, I hope they, they I hope they trade Aaron Jones. I hope that's the move. I hope they give him less weapons. It's and that it's, we can just watch that idiot walk away after this year because I'm I'm done watching Aaron Rodgers play football at this point. Uh, yeah, he's. I mean, it's it's been it's it's been a uh, it's been a season for him for sure. There's no doubt about it. And I don't know. I don't know if it, if it gets better. I mean, playing the Commanders, you think it has to get better? But I would have said the same thing about playing the Jets. That so, front, that Washington front line is good. It is good. The problem is the rest of the team is very bad. Um, that I didn't mention the rest. Of the team. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't know if losing Carson Wentz is a. Uh, uh, a, a a good thing. I, I, I Heineke's been a formidable starter for them. Oh, you know, all of last year. Good. I know he's not better than Wentz, but he's at least a little less erratic. Yeah, people to like people have been really taking a dump on Carson, and I don't I don't find myself in a comfortable position being a guy who is speaking pro Wentz. But like Carson was on pace for forty two hundred yards and twenty eight touchdowns. You oh. you you absolutely take that. Yes. There have been some bad interceptions. There's always going to be with Carson. I agree. I, I don't think he's been nearly as bad as the narrative has has uh, sort of taken off and run, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, one, one of my friends texted me, and he's like, have we seen Carson Wentz uh, for the last time as a starting quarterback in the NFL? No. Of course we haven't. P.J. Walker st- started last true. week. Like, yeah. there are plenty of opportunities for him to land in the right spot. Like I think Wentz would make a lot of sense in new Orleans. I think he's a potential. I mean, he is, is he gotten to the point where he's entering that like bridge quarterback stage of his career? Yeah, probably. But if you're a team like, you know, if you're Carolina or even Tampa Bay, if Brady retires and you draft a young quarterback, you could do worse than Wentz as your starter. No, you're definitely right. You for sure could. I don't know if he's necessarily a guy that would take a backup role. In the league, it would be interesting. He's going to have to if that starter role isn't there. Well, that's yes, of course. So I'm interested to see kind of where this goes, and uh, it it does stink that if he is hurt, he won't won't get to play in the link. Because uh, I'd love to see that reaction. But oh, for sure, and the defensive line really needs to <laughs> really needs to get back on track. So having him having Carson in the lineup would be great. Oh, it'd be a big benefit. Big benefit. Um, I, I kind I like green Bay though, even though I've said all the negative stuff, I think this is, again, it's a spot where they can improve, uh, very much. So the New York, this is the weirdest line of the week, Greg, maybe the weirdest line of the season so far, 
The New York Giants head to Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bavada has the Jaguars minus three at home. Uh, I'm sorry? Yeah. Minus three? Do we, like, are they, are we, do we just, are they convinced the Giants are frauds? I mean, maybe, but this isn't the spot where the fraudulent stuff comes out. The Jaguars stink, bro. Yeah. They're, and they're favorites. That, that is baffling. Like, I'll hate on the Giants all day long. I think that they are a much, a very big paper five and one. Like, there's no doubt about it. It's, it's paper tiger season. If you're a New York Giants fan, you can puff your chest and all that stuff. But five and one, there, there's a lot of caveats that come along with that. But the Jaguars have been nothing short of uh, a like disaster. I think for how for the expectation for how mm-hmm. well they played to open the season, um, they've really struggled the past few weeks. Games where they should have won, choking away the Colts game uh, over the weekend, like they. They should be much further along than they are. I I have to I I hate myself for this, but I have to take the Giants. I don't want to say Giants money line. Well, if, how would you not go Giants money line? I feel like we could see this. What, what do you guys call it? I feel like I should know these things. A podcast special. Yeah, I I could see that. Although I think Matt may have taken Jacksonville on the show early on underdog earlier today, and I mean. I, I get his position in like, what does Vegas know? Like, what do they know? But why is this line like this? If, if nothing else, like if, if you want to call it a pick em, that's one thing, but we're making Jacksonville the favorite. Yeah, that it, it is a good point. It is sort of a, what does Vegas know situation? Cause it's just, it stands out so much to me. Like, and to really everybody like that doesn't, it seems to make the least amount of sense possible. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm a dummy, and I'll absolutely fall for it. Hook, line, and sinker every time. This just yeah, makes you, no sense. There you go. The Houston Texans travel to Las Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Bavada has the Raiders minus seven at home. The Jack Easterby-less uh, exactly. Houston Texans. I mean, uh, t- two teams coming off a bye. The last time we saw the Raiders, they, had, they were running into each other uh, on Monday Night Football to lose a game. Um so that was good. That was a solid, uh, a, a solid way to end a Monday Night Football game where you probably should have won. Yeah, uh, against the Chiefs, like it, it just it's it. Whatever can go wrong does go wrong. If for the Raiders, it doesn't matter if they're in Oakland, if they're in Vegas, who the quarterback or coach is. Like everything just seems to fail, um, which is kind of also the story of the Texans franchise as a whole. Um, Very much so. Yeah, Damian Pierce has been a nice bright spot, but overall, like the Davis Mills experiment is is a, a failing one seems right now. So I also I c- kind of think we're getting a little carried away with Damian Pierce, who, by the way, you know, I love. You were on. Mm-hmm. I I hyped him all throughout the preseason, and uh, you know, you see a lot of games from him where he's getting a If if you take out that sh- that Chargers game where he has the fourteen for one thirty one. It's a lot of three yards a carry, four yards a carry, 3.8 yards a carry. It's a lot of sub four yards a carry stuff. Now he runs hard and he, he earns those three and a half yards. But I think we might be jumping the gun just a little bit. Oh, possibly. But I'll gladly, I'll gladly jump the gun if I need to. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, 
No, I mean, it's just it's impossible to evaluate the Texans. The only consistent guy ever is Brandon Cooks. You just know he's going to somehow show up and like nine weeks out of the year score a touchdown and, you know, get like 70 yards every game. Like that's just kind of how it works. He's the only guy that is that consistent with uh, with that Texans team. And he is a he's second on the Texans in total uh, total yards receiving to who? You got? Do you even have a guess here? No, I don't even know who the other receivers are. All it is former Michigan wide receiver Nico Collins. Oh well, how did how could I forget? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is a tough spot for them, uh, honestly. Like, I the Raiders should be more. They should be better than one and four. They've they've yeah. done done themselves in with a number of different things throughout the the season so far. But I love the Raiders here. The Kansas City Chiefs head to San Francisco to take on the 49ers, and Bavada has the 49ers plus three at home. I, I don't know. Like, I, the 49ers are a – they're just they're, they're just a situation that I can't really figure out. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I – they looked so bad in that first half against the Panthers. And then proceeded to just absolutely demolish them, yeah. like just demolish them. So, what? What? Maybe it was just because it's West Coast going East, slow start, that kind of thing. Um, but I think they have the defense to slow the Chiefs down. The Chiefs look not vulnerable, but there, there's definitely some some shine coming off of that offense. And if Kelsey can't get going and teams know he's their he's the main weapon pretty much like nobody else is there to really step up i know juju had a touchdown um uh but like miko hardman very very mediocre so far this year so uh, far as for his career yeah uh, marquez valdez scantling being exactly what it was in green bay essentially a non-factor um uh, so I, I do worry a little bit about the Chiefs going up against this 49ers defense. By the um, way, having said all that, uh, Mahomes is on pace for 5,000 yards and basically 50 touchdowns. Which is crazy because it doesn't feel that way. It really <laughs> doesn't. Um, but I, I, the 49ers started to figure it out a little bit too offensively. Kittle getting more involved. Obviously, Debo is Debo. Um, they're just going to get healthier when Elijah Mitchell comes back. So... I uh, what was the line again? It was Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs minus three. I kind of, I kind of like the 49ers to cover there. I don't know if they win. It might be a Butker last minute field goal to take the lead. Uh, but I think the 49ers keep it close. The uh, Seattle Seahawks travel to Los Angeles to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Bavada has the Chargers minus six and a half at home. Gino just gonna keep putting up numbers. Like, is that, is that what we're going to do? Um, they won, like, the weirdest game of the weekend, 19 to, what, three or whatever. I, they uh, are the most unexpected first-place team in football through six weeks. I think everybody thought they were just going to be terrible. Yeah, so, Owen 17 seemed possible. Yeah, and it turns out, like, maybe if you put real weapons around Geno Smith, he can kind of, like, at least make you somewhat competitive. Um the defense seems to believe in itself. Kenneth Walker looks like he's doing great. Uh, I just I think that they've been very good. Um, so that's a little bit terrifying if you're uh, 
a Chargers fan because the Chargers, I don't know what that game was on Monday night. It was bad. Keenan Allen just like doesn't play football anymore. Um, he's been out since the first quarter of game one, essentially with a hamstring. Like eventually he will come back. Uh, who knows? Maybe. Maybe it's one of those lost seasons where the hamstring just bothers you and there's just nothing you can do about it. Um, but they were not overly impressive in that win uh, last night. And I just, it, it to me, it, it seems like they're they're going to do what the Chargers always do. Like everybody thinks they're very good. They, they struggle weirdly and then they either lose in the first round of the playoffs or barely miss the playoffs as the first team out. That just kind of is their feeling. Um, yeah. I, I do, I, I think the Seahawks keep this one close. Now we get back to the primetime crapola. The Pittsburgh Steelers head to Miami to take on God knows who and the Miami Dolphins. Bavada has the Dolphins minus seven at home. Yeah, I mean, what? This is a terrible match. Even if it, let's just say all things considered, it was going to be Mitch Trubisky uh, versus Tua Tungavailoa. That's still terrible. Like regardless, uh, in terms of the matchup, I even like if you're Tua, but still, that's still even. But even if it was Kenny Pickett versus Tua, the Steelers' side of this equation is so bad. Like I saw, oh, you could focus on T.J. Watt. Well, he's out. Najee Harris, sure. Um, he, he's not hasn't been of much value throughout the season. Pat um, Fryermuth football. I guess. Um, it is interesting, though. The Steelers receivers seem like they're getting a little bit more into into the play with, uh, with oh, Pickett yeah, out there. they have a quarterback who can throw the ball. Well, yes, very, very true. Um, but they seem like they've been getting a little bit more involved, which is nice. The Dolphins, I, I don't I, – I have no idea. Like, it's impo- Is it going to be Bridgewater? Will it be Skylar Thompson? Will whoever start the game actually finish the game is actually the real question. Yeah, that uh, is the more interesting question, and I'm going to guess no. Yeah, the, the, the answer to that is you're right, probably no. So um, I just think I, I, seven's a lot. The Steelers playing close games except for that Bills game, but the Bills are probably the best team in the league. So I think the Steelers keep it close Sunday night. And finally, the game we've all been waiting for, the last game on the Week 7 schedule, Monday Night Football event television, the Chicago Bears head to New England to take on Bailey Zappi and the New England Patriots. Probably, I don't know if Mac Jones is playing yet. And Bavada has the Patriots minus 9. That seems like a lot, Um, but... I don't know what the bit like the bears are. This should be like the Justin Fields, Mac Jones showdown, two guys, second year quarterbacks. They were drafted in the same class who was slighted, who wasn't yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Instead, we're going to get Bailey Zappi. Who's been fun. Let's be fair. He has been fun. I, I love that. The Patriots fan is uh, the fan, uh, you know, whatever fan community has been like, let's just go with Zappi. Like Mac, we're done with him. Cool, man. Zappi's well, two games. Patri- mad at mac jones because they wanted him to get surgery and he declined ah, well hey what can you do um i wouldn't want to get surgery either if it was unnecessary i i don't think they viewed it as unnecessary ah, well you know that's that's a problem then i could see being mad at that for sure um who yeah. was it oh it was deshaun it was deshaun his first year back he he suffered that core muscle yes. injury and everybody's like, get surgery, get surgery. And he's like, it'll be fine. Cut to he basically never plays a game for the Eagles again. 
Dude, he had, he, but he had all those touchdowns early on. He was back, dude. And now he's back in Baltimore. Baltimore. Um, yeah, I, I just, the Bears are, are unbelievably underwhelming as usual. It's another team with just zero weapons offensively. Like, yeah. even at running back, it's not great. Like, it, there's just, there's just nothing doing. You hope, you hope defensively they can contain Bailey Zappi or even <laughs> Mac Jones, but I, I don't have a ton of confidence. I'll ride with the underdog here. Um, I hate picking against Belichick, but uh, I just feel like nine's a lot. And I know the Patriots just crushed the Browns, but the Browns are the Browns are who we thought they were. So I don't have the slightest idea who they are at this point, and I've watched every game. But uh, all right, week seven in the books. Real quick, how do you feel about these Philadelphia Eagles? <laughs> I mean, come on, buddy, six and zero, oh, dominant. Well, let, me, let me ask you the same question I asked Matt, because as I said, Eagles 6-0, uh, Phillies, I don't know what the score is. You can tell me what, what's the Philly score right now. 0-0. Zero, zero. Okay. Phillies in the third round of the playoffs. Sixers starting their season tonight, a season where they have championship aspirations. Flyers are also playing professional sports in Philadelphia. Of those four teams, who do you feel has the best chance to win a title this year? Oh man! I mean, it's, I think it's it, nice to have options. By the way, it it is. I think that it's oh, man. It's between the Phillies and the Six or and the uh, Eagles. Um, well, yeah, and, and it's it's tough because one of those teams is literally in the third round of the playoffs. It's it's eight it's, wins it's, away from a title potentially. Yeah. Um, I think. Ah uh, man, Flyer Stanley Cup. Yeah, right. I think it's probably the Eagles, um, only because there, there's, there are some factors with the Phillies. I don't like a ton of their bullpen outside of like two people, and if they don't get quality starts out of their starters, it could be a real issue for them. So it's hard. I mean, will I be surprised if they win a title? No, because I think they have the lineup to do so. Um, but I who think is, the Eagles have the, the best old- chance. Who was the old bullpen pitcher? Was it Turk Wendell? Turk Wendell. With the uh, had like the 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 necklace he always wore, the shark tooth. Yeah, was that Turk Wendell? I think it is. Oh, I think I it believe- is. I Former San Francisco Giant, great. I if that's right, I literally can't believe I came up with that name just then. <laughs> that is shocking because when I started that sentence, I had no idea who it was. Um, so okay. So it's the Eagles. Eagles go in, play a tough game, almost give it up, but they don't. You're feeling good about the Eagles right now. Six I mean, and that drive to come out of after Dallas scoring, like to go down and go 70-plus yards, take a bunch of time off the clock, and really just assert, like, this yeah. is big boy football. We're going down. We're scoring a touchdown. Like, that you have to be able to like, – if you're not impressed by that and the resolve in this team to go put a team away, I don't know what to tell you. I just thought the decisions by Dan Quinn were weird ones that coordinators tend to fall into, where at the end of the first half, they were they were basically zero blitzing and blitzing the hell out of the Eagles. And it was working really, really well. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of stopped. It's... It- they just like decided to, oh, we're getting home with all of our blitzing and the blitz packages now that Lane Johnson's out. Uh, let's change it up. 
Let's change it up real quick. We're not going to do this anymore. We're not trying to hurt anybody. Except for that jackass at the end of the game who tackled Kelsey. By the way, have you seen the picture of Sirianni screaming on the sidelines with Fletcher Cox, like looking in disbelief in the background? No. I got it. This is amazing. I'm going to, I got, I'm going to get your reaction to this before we get out of here. Cause like, I've never seen this look from Fletch. And by the way, I, I was talking to one of my buddies about this the other day, and it is kind of heartbreaking that this is going to be it for for Fletcher, for Brandon Graham, for Kelsey. Like this is this is their last year wearing a Philadelphia Eagles jersey. Yeah, it's that last hurrah. Uh, but you hope that that veteran leadership that you've banked on for years and years and years, that these are the guys who brought you a title once, can be that guiding light in the locker room to keep this team on track. You know? Yeah. I just sent you the picture. Have you ever seen, first of all, have you ever seen Nick or Fletch look like that before? Oh, um, let me see. (laughs) Bryce Harper is a goddamn beast. Uh, I mean, that is terrifying. That, that picture. Like he has, Sirianni looks possessed. Absolutely possessed. And Fletcher Cox, I can't believe it. Yeah. Like how, I know people were getting on Sirianni early because of the first couple of press conferences, but like, how do you not, how can anybody not love this guy? I, it's impossible not to. And I know like, people are like, Oh, he he's a try hard. He like the shirts are corny or whatever. I don't like, I don't get the impression that he's putting on airs here. I think this is just who he is. Yeah, I think so too. I think he absolutely is. Um, this guy very well could go down as my favorite coach of, in Philadelphia Eagles history. He is it, like he has grown on me so much because he I was one of those guys who was like, get this corny BS out of here. Like, I don't care. Like, stop wearing the shirt. Stop wearing this. Stop wearing that. But then you see it and like there's a real passion there. So yeah. that makes it that much better. Well, I think the most impressive thing and this is something look at another another young head coach in the NFL, Kevin Stefanski. I think this is Stefanski's fault. Uh, Sirianni was like, look, the offense wasn't working with me calling plays. I'm going to give it up. Like, there's no ego. It's we do what's best for the team. And even if that means I take a step back, I think Stefanski's really hurting the Browns by still calling plays. I, I don't disagree with you. I like it is. It's one of those things where that's the first step to, you know, uh, trying to resolve an issue with an offense. Like, if it, it and it's it's not like it's like oh it's the first couple games it's been since last year you know yeah. like at some point you have to be able to defer to your your assistants that's what they're there for uh it's what you bring in offensive coordinators for it's what you it's what you do and being willing to change a philosophy like if necessary like it has to happen going f- going from a run heavy team to a pass heavy team all of a sudden yeah probably not great. Oh, well, I'm sorry. The other way around, I yeah. guess, is what they did last year. That's what the Eagles did, right? Just absolutely, like one of the most in, insane, out of nowhere changes. Yeah, well, especially considering it's not like they had some superstar running backs. No, it was just a group of a random group of guys, and they just and a running them. quarterback. It just proves never pay, never pay running backs. Just you can find guys anywhere. 
My position on this is unless that guy is ultra elite and coming off of his first contract, you never, ever pay that guy. Absolutely. But, but everybody's taught like Christian McCaffrey's available right now. Yeah, I'll take Christian McCaffrey if he costs us uh, if he costs us a fifth round pick. <laughs> but the Panthers want they're asking for two first round picks for Christian McCaffrey. It seems bad. <laughs> like I'd be, I'd be shocked if they got a pair of thirds. Yeah, I I can't imagine anybody giving that up for McCaffrey just based off of his contract, his injury history, all that fun stuff. Doesn't make any sense. Although it would be kind of interesting if this Bills team goes into the playoffs with Christian McCaffrey and Odell Beckham. I, that would be terrifying for everyone else in the NFL. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. And Von Miller doubled down today. He said Odell will be a bill. That's uh, it's a bold claim, Von. Bold claim. Why would you, like, other than being in Los Angeles, which is obviously a big deal, why would you go and play with Matt Stafford and that horrible Rams team right now against Josh Allen? There'd be no reason to. There'd be no reason to. Because I don't think Odell fixes all the problems that that Rams team has. Now, I know they no won. Way. I know they won over the weekend, and, and that's great and everything. But they've looked, they've looked unob- unobjectively bad throughout this entire season. Um, yeah. Stafford keeps throwing the ball to the other team, and that's yeah. a pretty big problem. A huge problem. He had another. I mean, he had a pick six over the weekend. Like, what? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he so literally can't stop. It's his move. And the defense hasn't been as stout as it needs to be if they're if they're going to be a Super Bowl contender again. So, I I I don't know unless you really like living in California, like that. That'd be the only reason. Stafford on pace, 4,465 yards, 17 touchdowns, 23 interceptions. It's not great. Not great, sir. A bold move, Cotton. We'll see how it plays out. That uh, is going to be it for this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. For Greg Crone, I'm Chris Hoverdell. Pray for him and his health. We'll see you next week.